Welcome to the Mushroom Pizza Podcast. My name is David and I will be your host. In the last couple of years, interest in mushrooms has grown tremendously. A hobby and a science that was once characterized as weird and dangerous has become totally mainstream. With this newfound popularity comes incredible opportunity. Historically, mycology, the study of mushrooms and fungus, has been overshadowed by plants and animals. Because of this, mushrooms are dramatically understudied, underfunded, and underrepresented in comparison to other kingdoms of life. It is estimated that fewer than 1% of the world's mushroom species are even known to science. This means that mushrooms truly are one of the last unexplored frontiers, which adds an air of excitement and fulfillment that is more difficult to attain in other fields of study. Human beings are more closely related to mushrooms than we are to plants, yet we know so little about them. Part of this has to do with the ephemeral nature of mushrooms, but a lot has to do with Western culture's general mycophobia, or fear and misunderstanding of mushrooms. Most older cultures, including indigenous peoples of America, have an intimate relationship with mushrooms. Mainstream America is just now trying to catch up. With this newfound excitement and popularity for kingdom fungi, Many amazing things are happening and will continue to transpire. However, there is also an important narrative to discuss that is innately human and the world of mushrooms has been no exception. With any burgeoning field of interest comes the potential for exploitation. There are currently people, companies, and media outlets taking advantage of mushrooms' arrival into popular culture. More popularity means more opportunities for money. There are tons of companies selling mushroom products, hopes and dreams, without the knowledge or the scientific evidence to support their claims. A new age snake oil salesman is upon us, and I feel it is important to challenge them and their claims at every juncture. My vision for this podcast is to explore the world of mycology from every angle, the good, the bad, and the reality. In the future, I plan on having guests that represent every beautiful niche of the mycological community, ranging from academics, hobbyists, chefs, cultivators, artists, community scientists, authors, social media influencers, and beyond. I'm certain that everyone can find some niche topic within the mushroom matrix that strongly resonates with them. Mushrooms connect to almost every sector of society and the economy, and I want to feature as many different topics as I possibly can. And although the podcast name, The Mushroom Pizza, indicates a food podcast, pizza and the culinary use of mushrooms will be only a small slice of what this podcast represents. I will continue to do mushroom pizza reviews here and there, but to be honest, that was always just a fun excuse for me to justify eating more pizza. For this first episode, I figured I'd introduce my vision for the podcast and now introduce myself a bit more by sharing my mushroom obsession origin story. Like many Americans, I grew up inherently mycophobic. I didn't like eating mushrooms, and I certainly didn't find them interesting or worthy of attention. In fact, when I found my first ever Amanita muscaria, I was terrified to even touch it. I must have washed my hands three or four times after barely touching it to take a photo. This leads me to the winter of 2016 when my mushroom obsession was kickstarted. 2016 was a really wet year. At the time, I worked on a small farm on a winery in Healdsburg. During wet winters on the farm, there isn't always a lot to do. So while driving to a farm supply store one morning, my boss pointed out, Dude, I think I just saw some Mario mushrooms. 
We quickly pulled over the van to the side of the windy road. We got out and backtracked until we found a flush of what I would later learn were called Amanita muscaria, a.k.a. the Mario mushroom. We were both in awe. I couldn't believe this was a real mushroom. I'd seen its likeness in video games, storybooks, and even the Smurfs TV show growing up, but I had no clue it was a real mushroom. As I mentioned earlier, I was nervous about even being around them. I'd gone my entire adult life without ever consciously touching a mushroom in the wild. My boss was more eager than I was, and he took multiple photographs while touching the caps. I was terrified that he was touching them. I ended up touching one of the mushrooms by accident while photographing it, and I literally washed my hands multiple times once we got back to the farm. When we returned back to the farm, my boss pulled out a couple mushroom books he had in his office. He had been curious about mushrooms for some time, but hadn't quite taken the leap into learning that much about them. The first book he pulled out was one I immediately recognized. It's easily the most iconic mushroom book of all. It's called All the Rain Promises and More by David Aurora. It's a small pocket-sized ID book with the famous cover of a long-haired man in a tuxedo grinning ear to ear with a trumpet in one hand and mushrooms in the other. I had seen this weird book before. My dad, a high school biology teacher, had this book in his classroom my entire life. In fact, I distinctly remembered looking through that book in high school and laughing at how weird and creepy the photos were. Little did I know I was on my way to becoming one of those very mushroom freaks I had once laughed at. From that day forward, my boss and I explored the oak woodlands on the winery property as often as we could. It seemed like every mushroom we found offered a color, shape, or texture I didn't know existed in nature. At this point in my life, I was very into plants and trees. I loved taxonomy and tried to learn the Latin names of everything I could. I had a very good grasp on the local plant kingdom, but had been ignoring fungi altogether. During these first few days, something clicked inside me that has yet to click off. A newfound excitement for discovery of the unknown in my own backyard. Looking for mushrooms really was a treasure hunt, and the reward was a new muse to photograph, attempt to identify, and obsess over. After one of the first days of photographing every mushroom in sight, I tried my hand at identifying them without any books or good resources at home. I was quite good at plant ID and figured I could just Google search some adjectives that described the mushrooms and at least come close. I was so wrong. I spent the entire first evening without confidently identifying a single mushroom we had found. One of the mushrooms that really stood out and seemed like it should be easy to identify was a mushroom I would later know to call a milk cap or a Lactarius alnicola. In years like 2016 and this year 2023, milk caps are one of the more distinctive and abundant mushrooms in my area of Northern California. Today it seems almost impossible that I couldn't identify them with Google, but I really couldn't. These mushrooms are characterized by a white lactation, or milk, that releases from the gills when the mushroom is agitated. To my young mushroom eyes, this was alien in nature. What a trippy organism. It took me a couple of days of cross-referencing Google and all the rain promises and more, and eventually we settled on an identification. The challenge of identification combined with the challenge of finding mushrooms on a forest floor filled with leaf litter, rocks, branches, fruit, seed pods, gopher holes, poop, and beyond was a new adventure I hadn't known I longed for. I've been obsessed with mushrooms ever since that winter, and my fondness and love for mycology and all things mushrooms has only continued to grow with time. 
I believe mushroom enthusiasts are luckier than most in that we can find deep calmness and joy almost everywhere we go, nearly any time of the year, by simply slowing down and looking for the alien life amongst us that the majority of people fail to ever see. Shortly after this magical new interest was sparked inside me, I had a massive falling out with my boss at the farm. We had been great friends and I felt betrayed when he ended up firing me over some silly argument. Seven years later and it still brings up hard feelings, but I have accepted over time that although I lost a friend, he gave me a gift that I am forever grateful for. My interest in mushrooms would not have begun without him. I was flat out depressed after being fired from the farm. In the following weeks and months, I found great peace in going on hikes by myself. I had all the time in the world since I had been fired. And looking for mushrooms gave me moments of meditative joy in between the sadness and the hurt. Looking for mushrooms really is a form of meditation for me. It's hard to worry about the past and future when you are focused on dodging poison oak, not tripping, not getting lost, all the while hyper-focused on the ground or looking up into the trees for mushrooms. There's no better dopamine fix than when your hard work pays off and you find a new mushroom to photograph, identify, and maybe even take home to eat. As I said above, I feel truly lucky to have mushrooms in my life for many reasons, and improving my mental health is one of the most important. Okay, so why mushroom pizza? Well, I love mushrooms and I love pizza. My first ever real job was at a local New York style pizza shop called Mambo's, and that's where my love for eating pizza and making pizza really started. Working at pizza shops, making and delivering pizzas was my main gig throughout college. I've worked in at least three legit pizza shops, and I still love to make pizza whenever I can. When I was working at that first pizza joint, Mambo's, I wasn't even close to appreciating nature and biodiversity, and especially not mushrooms. I was a total jock. I was going to school at the Santa Rosa Junior College and playing football. I literally thought I was going to play professional football one day. In another life altogether, I was a really good athlete and even got a partial scholarship offer out of high school to go to Humboldt State University. In one of the deeper ironies of my life, I went to Humboldt State for about a month and dropped out because I didn't feel like I fit in with all the weirdos and the hippies. I ended up back in my hometown at the local JC where I joined the football team in hopes of getting a better scholarship offer. It wasn't till a couple years later when I reapplied to colleges that I realized how incredible Humboldt was. It's literally a mecca for wildlife, plants, and mushrooms. I have a vivid memory of a long-haired dude coming into Mambo's Pizza when I worked there with a wild foraged mushroom in his hands. He looked dirty and he came to the counter and asked us if we would cut it up and cook it on a pizza for him. I was absolutely appalled and weirded out. We denied the poor dude's request, but that memory has always stuck with me. It was such a dangerous and foreign idea to me at the time. It makes me laugh to think that 10 years later, I very much could have been that same dude walking into a pizza shop, dirty, with a porcini in my hand, asking if they would cut it up and put it on a slice of cheese for me. Life is so weird. I ended up blowing out my knee in my second year at the JC, and that's when this journey really began. I was deeply depressed after I tore my PCL. All I had really known and focused on was football since my sophomore year in high school. I was lost. I ended up growing some tomatoes with my roommates that summer, and that was the first time I became interested in gardening and plants. 
Before I ended up transferring out of Santa Rosa, I took a few environmental and native plant propagation classes at Sonoma State University. I was well on my way to becoming a weird hippie like the ones that scared me away from Humboldt State a couple years ago. I ended up transferring to UC Santa Cruz in 2008. One of my best friends was in the environmental studies program, and it sounded cool, so I joined it as well. I loved UC Santa Cruz, but I had a very hard time focusing on school. Up until then, I had been a straight-A student and incredibly driven. It seemed only natural that I ended up hitting a point where I pushed the limits a bit. It was hard to go to class when there were so many distractions everywhere in Santa Cruz. I often chose to skateboard with friends or wander the woods instead of going to class. Although I absolutely loved the school, I ended up almost flunking out. I hung on by a thread and was on academic probation. I ended up taking an internship on an organic vegetable farm my senior year. This was one of the most profound decisions of my young life. I absolutely fell in love with greenhouse work, growing plants, and every aspect of farm life. I ended up turning that internship into a full-year thing and used it as a project to help me graduate. I was working at a pizza place, but spending most of my time with my future wife, Tessie, or on the farm. I ended up getting a paid job on that farm after I finished at UC Santa Cruz. So at this point, I was a full-blown skater hippie dude. I was obsessed with plants and trees and farming, organic produce and nature, but I still wasn't into mushrooms or mycology at all. In another deep irony, I had been spending all this time wandering the woods of Santa Cruz, another absolute mecca for mushrooms, and I just wasn't seeing them. I was looking up at the trees instead of down at the forest floor. As I explained earlier, kingdom fungi wouldn't present itself to me for years to come. In fact, I continued to harbor weird feelings about mushrooms. When I was in Santa Cruz, there was a tragic story in which someone stabbed someone else outside a bar and the headlines suggested that the murder weapon was a mushroom knife. I also had a good friend in Santa Cruz, Byron, that went on a mushroom foray with some expert, and I brushed it off as dangerous and a little too far out there for me at the time. Again, this is a trip for me to reflect on, given how much a part of my life and identity mycology has become. Okay, so back to mushroom pizza. My wife and I ended up back in Sonoma County, where I worked in nurseries and farms for many years. That farm in Healdsburg is where my mushroom origin story kicked off. After I was fired, I started working in habitat restoration and did a bit of environmental education. And that is where I realized I wanted to become a teacher, which is what I am today. I teach 8th grade science, and I really enjoy it. Although mycology isn't in the curriculum, I find ways to incorporate it at every turn. At some point while working on my teaching credential, a friend of mine gifted me his old PlayStation 4. During one of the first times gaming with them, I came up with the silly name Mushroom Pizza as my gamer handle. I just fused together two of my favorite things and thought it sounded kind of funny. The name sort of stuck from there. Later on, during my credential program, I started doing Mushroom Pizza Slice reviews for fun and decided I wanted to start a podcast about mycology. I ended up calling it the Mushroom Pizza Podcast, and I've loved the name ever since. I ended up recording some pizza reviews and even did a few silly podcasts during early COVID quarantine. Once I became a teacher, however, I decided I didn't have the time and I didn't want to put myself out there on the internet nearly as much. 
So now that I'm tenured and re-inspired, the podcast is back on. So this is my official relaunch of the Mushroom Pizza podcast. I've had three years to really think about my vision for things, and I'm more energized than ever. Anyone that knows me knows I love podcasts. There were years I wouldn't shut up about them, so it's always been a dream of mine to either be on a podcast or create one. So here is my attempt. If you made it this far into this pilot episode, thank you so much. I truly appreciate everyone listening, and I hope you will listen again. The plan is for these to be much less scripted going forward, but I wanted to ensure that I made my mission statement clear and got through my mushroom obsession origin story without going off on a million tangents and saying, um, a bunch. Thank you so much for listening to the Mushroom Pizza Podcast. If you want to stay connected, I have a YouTube channel, The Mushroom Pizza, as well as TikTok and Instagram. I am also quite active on my main Instagram account, florally underscore fixated. Thank you so much.